All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fan Connection Podcast. Um, for some reason, my face isn't moving. Okay, there we go. Oh, crap. That's going to be complicated as hell then. I'm trying to keep this open. Okay, I, I figured it out. Never mind. Never mind, everybody. We're good. We're good. Okay. So, welcome back to the podcast, the Fan Connection Podcast, that is. I see Spider-Man from Naruto in chat. I see J-God. How's it going, everybody? I saw McSaw Trap there earlier as well. Thank you for the compliment, Spider-Man from Naruto, screaming in all caps, best podcast on Twitch. I appreciate that. Don't try not to inflate my ego too much, guys. I do my, we do our best out here, though. We do our best. Uh, so, Berta, Ponchi, you ready to go? Let's go. Yeah, I'm all good, man. Awesome. I'm pumped for today. We got, we got a fun thing today. We're doing just a simple tier list. We're going to be grading each team, as you can see, on a tier list. For those of you... Uh, for those of you listening after the fact on Spotify or on or on Apple Podcasts or on Google, don't worry. We will tell you and describe to you the placement of each team and why that is. So don't worry. The graphic will just help those on YouTube and on Twitch visualize everything. And if you want to check out the full video, you can check it out on YouTube and Twitch as well uh, at The Fan Connection. Okay, so let's start with the Anaheim Ducks. So actually, just quickly to, to tell you our grading system, D is going to be bad, C, uh, indifferent, slash, they didn't do anything, slash, underwhelming. Does that make sense? B is going to mm -hmm. be average. Like, you didn't wow me, but you were you tried. A will be good, like they did well. And S will be they absolutely killed it out, out of the park. Like, they, they home run. Okay, that that's S. Uh, is that good with everybody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all good. Awesome. Okay, so I see Jay got already saying Habs S and Ottawa yeah. S plus. I don't know. Ottawa was kind of sketchy, but okay. Let's mm. start with the Anaheim Ducks. We're going alphabetical order here. Anaheim Ducks. So one of their trades yesterday, they ship off Ricard Raquel to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Zach Aston Reese. So this is what they're getting in return. They get Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simone, a second round pick for this year, and Callie Klang, a prospect. I'm not too familiar with Callie Klang. But from what I can tell, that's a decent return from Anaheim. Okay. And then they also made the Evgeny Dadinov trade where they also got a conditional second round pick in exchange for the contracts of John Moore, Ryan Kessler, both of which aren't playing. So free assets for Anaheim <laughs> there. And then they unload a massive trade. So Hampus Lindholm to the Boston Bruins as well as Cody Curran, I think. Yeah, Cody Curran for John Moore. So John Moore moving around a little bit here. Uh, Erho Vakaninen. A first round pick this year, a second round pick next year, and a second round pick the year after. So that's a lot of assets for uh, for one player, or I guess two players. But we were only only considering Habis Lindholm in this trade. And then their last trade, or their before last trade, is Nikolai Delore straight up for a third round pick from Minnesota, and Josh Manson to the Colorado Avalanche for Drew Hellison and a twenty twenty three second round pick. Guys, what do you think of the new Ducks GM Verbeek? and what he did on this busy, that was a busy deadline. They made one, two, three, four, five moves, and they brought in a total of four. So let me just do this properly here. Four, six, oh my God, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. They brought in 14 assets and moved out one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm not gonna consider Ryan Kessler, five. They moved out five assets and brought in 14 or 15. What do you guys think of the Anaheim Ducks trade deadline? Uh, so, I at first I was thinking like, okay, they did a lot. They did a lot of stuff, which I'm. Uh, it's always good. It's just like they're in this little um, 
gray area as if they they don't know if but they're not going to the playoffs this year, but maybe next year, right? So I see that they're picking up assets, picking up picks and and young players and all that. The only one that confuses me is the Dadanoff trade. Like I get you got rid of Kessler's contract and um yep more and more right I guess, but uh. You bring in Dadanoff, who's like 34. Like, uh, do you know how long Dadanoff's contract is? He has like one or two years left. It's really not a big deal for uh, for a non-contending like contending team. Yeah. It's not a big deal. That was the only one that just confused me, but everything else though was yeah. was fine. But like, keep I in was, mind, I they got a conditional second-round pick for that too, eh? Oh, they, oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, and okay. they well, literally just gave up the contract sense. of John Moore and, yeah. and Ryan Kessler. Okay. Well, that makes more sense than I. I think they had a good deadline. Like, I think I, they did very like, well. I picked up a lot of assets, right? And you said like 15, you said, right? Like yeah. that's, a, that's a crazy number. Crazy yeah, good just, number for a team that's not actually rebuilt, like fully rebuilding, right? They're just... They're just kind building of... Building through who they have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then just um, to give you an idea, for their draft picks, they got a first round pick, uh, three, mm. four second round picks, a third round mm. pick. I mean, two roster players from Pittsburgh and Dominic Simone and Zach Aston Reese. And they got Drew Hellison, a prospect. On top of Urho Vakaninen, so, so yeah. that's one of the best, like the best uh, deadlines for a team, though I would say it's one of them because you yeah. any any team that's picking up first rounders, you're already winning, right? Agreed. Um, do we go S? I, I think I mean, we go A. I'm I think down it's with a good. Okay, I think it's a good um, because what did they? Did you read off what they got for the Lindholm trade? Yeah, so for Hampus Lindholm. They got John Moore's contract, so that's just to make the cap work. Erho Vakaninen, a first-round pick this year, a second-round pick next year, and a second-round pick the year after. So two seconds, a first, and a prospect. I think it's A. I just don't think... I think they did really well. I just think there's a team that did better than them. And we'll we'll get to them later on. Right. But keep in mind... There are going to be multiple teams on the S tier. It's not going to be one team. Yeah, it's not going to be one team. So I'm I'm down to put them on the S for now because that's a very good deadline. They got a ton of assets. They gave up only expiring UFAs that were not going to resign there anyway. Like Lindholm's talks had really soured. Raquel was not even close from what I understand. Uh, Delorier, they got a like a third round pick for free essentially there because Delorier is a good player. I love Delorier, Mm -hmm. but on a non roster on a non playoff team, he's not very. You know, you don't need him. And Evgeny Dadnov, they just took on his contract for one more year, and they got a free second-round pick, maybe third, depending on what the condition is. But I mean, what do you like? And depending if even the trade goes through, because Vegas is uh, a little bit <laughs> a, a bit weird. But um, would they? So would Vegas? Would the trade go through, but Vegas would get like a penalty, something like that? I what think the so. Case? I think so. I'm not sure yet. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, I, we haven't found out as of this moment, but I think we'll find out sometime later tonight once the nhl rules on it mm-hmm. so are we down to put them at s for now and just kind of see how they compare because i see kevin chat saying s j god saying b but i think j god's being a little harsh on the anaheim ducks here uh mm-hmm. spider-man from Narcos already talking about the hawks gm we'll get into kyle davidson a bit later and uh someone's saying oilers d <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i think i think anaheim should be s for now because they, they set the bar pretty high yeah, I, I agree with you. Okay. So let's move on to the Arizona Coyotes. So the Arizona Coyotes, this trade deadline, they acquire a third-round pick next year from Washington for Johan Larson. They acquire Jack McBain for one of their second-round picks, which they have many of. Uh, they acquire a fourth... No, 
They acquire a prospect, Nathan Smith, who's uh, like a college free agent, essentially, uh, and Brian Little's contract in exchange for a fourth-round pick from Winnipeg. They give up Riley Nash for free, future considerations. They trade away Scott Wedgwood for a conditional fourth that becomes a third if the Stars make the playoffs. Um, And that's it. And they signed uh, your favorite goalie. Oh, Bajralka, of course. Yeah, <laughs> three-year contract. <laughs> mm. I I mean, what could they even do, right? right? Like, like I think they can really... I, I don't know. It's yeah. a, I'm kind of mad about it just because they, they're just stocking up picks and stuff, right? That's what their mm-hmm. goal is. Like, if I, pick, if I go on their cap friendly right now, let me just check it out because I know they have so many picks in the next three years. Too many. Um, Too many. Yeah. And that's <laughs> they, their goal. Right? That's oh, yeah. And they, and they cleaned uh, Harry, Jerry Sateri off waivers from the Leafs. Oh, my God. And we're going to get into Call of Duty a bit later as well. But Yo. he is fueling, and I am all for it. And <laughs> another thing, so... supposedly the reason they didn't want to trade with Montreal to try to acquire Andrew Hammond and or Jake Allen. The Hamburglar. Leafs, it's supposedly the Leafs really took last year's playoff loss personally and didn't even want to talk to Montreal this year. <laughs> yeah, I would joking. keep them in a B. I would keep them in a B. I was gonna say, um, like, I'm, they're okay. Like, they did fine. They did what they needed to yeah. do, right? They didn't make a splash. Mm-hmm. Like, they held on Chitrin because they have more time to. Uh, uh, they can. They have more time to deal with the draft, and you might actually get a better haul for him. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's still locked up. Yeah, three more years. Just... Twenty-one years old. Exactly. But yeah, their picks, they have seven picks in the first two rounds this year. So yeah. three first, four seconds, and then one third, right? But then even next year, they have first and second. The year after, they have one first and three seconds. It's uh, two thirds, two thirds, back to back years. It, they're, they're just piling up the picks right now. They're doing what they needed to do. So this deadline, they didn't make a splash. They didn't do anything overly amazing, but they did what they had to do. And, and uh, that's why I keep them at a B, I would say. Fair enough. And I see the chat. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man from Naruto says they did what they could have done and they had no real slip-ups. So that deserves mm-hmm. a B. Uh, Kev player is really upset right. as a Leafs fan. They stole the Toronto Maple Leafs goalie. So he's rating them D. Uh, don't listen to Kev. He's just he's just upset about uh, about Sateri being claimed. Uh, but Ponch, what do you think about the uh, the deadline for Arizona? I think, I think a B is fair. We didn't expect any big moves. Um... I I had a feel I thought um I knew, I thought Arizona would deal one of their goalies to Toronto uh to Munch, or to Toronto cuz I thought that'd make sense but yeah I ended up dealing it to Dallas and stealing it and to like, Yeah, well they got and we'll we'll talk about there's somebody else on this list um who's also in the same situation but you got something out of Scott Wedgwood who they did they just claim him off waivers? I think they either claimed him off waivers, or they just signed him for free and like as a free agent like a year or two ago. Yeah, and you got you got something out of him. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did really well here. A lot of shots fired about their very small arena. Uh but supposedly Jack McBain and Nathan Smith, two college free agents who are both highly touted, uh are both interested in signing in, in Arizona. And I, I think honestly, Arizona, if they do it properly. Could be a really fun place to play because they're playing in front of a college crowd. I think they could really embrace that and really embrace the city that they're playing in and the the university students too. It could make a really fun experience, a really fun team if they do a lot of events around the school. But we'll see. 
if the NHL continues its boring ways. <laughs> well, we'll see. You guys want to move on to Boston? Yeah, let's do Boston. All right. So the first trade Boston, or one of the trades Boston makes, or the only trade they made on the actual deadline day, they acquired Josh Brown in a conditional seventh, which will become a sixth if Zach Sanishin plays five NHL games this year for the Senators. And the Senators acquire Zach Sanishin in a fifth-round pick from Boston. So kind of like a nothing trade. They, they acquire Josh Brown, add some physicality to their blue line. They give up Zach Sanishin, one of those guys. Remember, they had the triple the triple uh, first-round picks back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and they miss on all of them except for Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, that Zach Sanishin was that draft. They could have had Barzal, Shabbat, mm-hmm. and Ehlers, or no, Kyle Connor, I think, all in one draft, all in one swoop. And they chose DeBrusque, I think it was Sanishin, and one other guy over those players. I don't, anyway, I don't know. Boston, I don't know. Um, they also acquire Hampus Lindholm and sign him to an extension. I think it's six and a half per season for the next eight years, something like that. Uh, we already talked about that trade for from Anaheim's perspective. And they also, that's it actually. That's all I've done this year. So two trades from Boston. Big acquisition in, in terms of Lindholm. And they signed him long-term, eight years, six, I think it was six and a half per season. What do you guys, Poncho, let you start. What do you think of Boston's move or moves? I wanted to see Boston pick up something to support their their top six because their perfection line's just kind of they're just struggling. Well, they're not struggling, but you need something out of the top six to to generate offense. And right, you see that in Tampa, you see that in Carolina, you see that in championship pedigree teams. Uh, don't I thought Domi was gonna be a great fit for Boston. I thought the Raquel could have been a nice um nice pickup for them. I'm just surprised that they didn't they didn't pick up somebody to help their the top six just in case like Bergeron gets injured or Marshawn gets injured. But yeah, uh I think But I'm happy with the Hampus Lynn home trade. Uh they signed him long term, it makes sense. I think aside from that, though, I, I'd give them a B. I wouldn't go any higher than that because I really wanted them to fix their top six or at least add something. Yeah, I was going to say that it kind of cancels out because they did improve their defense. Like, I, I would say it would be silly to think that they did not improve their defense here. So that is something that... Yeah, exactly. So... That was a need because their defense was lacking a little bit here. Um, they do have some good names there, but they haven't meshed properly the way that they like. I guess what it was like uh, drawn up. So it was a good addition here on defense, and that's great. But I also like Ponch would have liked to see them add something on offense here and um, either support that top six or round out the bottom six because. You that that's what you need, right? You need that in the playoffs. So if you really round out the bottom six and you have really hard uh, play drivers and guys who are actually like high effort players, and um, that that's what all these other top teams did that we'll probably talk about later. That that helps you a lot, right? So they didn't do that, and I think that's something they needed to do. But they also improve of not improve another need in their defense, so it kind of cancels out, and I think it levels out at about a B for me. Right. Yeah, and and keep in mind, guys, Boston is only is ninth in the league so they're still up there yeah. they're tied with toronto toronto is the, the tiebreaker because of the game in hand 
like one more win in Boston leapfrogs to like fourth in the league. So mm-hmm. keep in mind, they are still considered one of the top teams in the league, despite all the flaws that we've seen without Hampus Lindholm in their lineup, right? And Hampus Lindholm is a top two defenseman on a lot of teams. So just keep that in mind as well. They were already a solid squad. Adding Lindholm is a huge addition. They gave up a lot to get him. And I think Boston deserves at least a B. I agree with you on that. They did pretty well. They didn't allow us, but you know they got one of the big big acquisitions. They didn't upgrade their offense, which is I think something I agree with you guys. They should have. They should have definitely done because I like Craig Smith. I, I just and I like Taylor Hall. I just don't like Charlie Coyle as my two C. I want him as my three C. I don't want him on my second line. Right. I think if they could have added someone else instead of him on their second line, that would have been huge. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't do that. All right, so we put them B, right? Buffalo? Yeah. Buffalo made a big move at the deadline. Mm-hmm. They waved. Mark Jankowski. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, Buffalo? Yes. Yeah, so the only move Buffalo oh God, made that's was... That's actually the only Robert thing Hay- they did. No, the Robert Hayford is sixth from, uh, from uh, Florida. Oh, so they? I think it's safe to say to put them at a C because they didn't really do anything, right? Yeah. Simple yeah. and that's, short that's and sweet. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good day, Buffalo. We'll talk to you another time when you're when you're actually Calgary? interesting. Yeah, Calgary's up next here. So Calgary acquired Ryan Carpenter from the Charlotte Blackhawks for a fifth. They lose Brad Richardson on waivers. <laughs> Rebuilding 30-year plan for Buffalo. Okay. Thank you, McSawtrap. <laughs> uh, the Calgary Flames give up Michael McNiven for nothing, but, I mean, he was never going to make their team anyway. They had Dan Vladar. They have Mark Schoen. They're fine. Um, and they also got him for free. So it's like he just kind of went and left. Um, they also acquired Cal Yarncroft for a second, a third, and a seventh from Seattle. Uh, they acquired Michael McNiven. We already went over that. And the Tyler Toffoli trade will include. So they acquired Tyler Toffoli in exchange for Tyler Pitlick, Emil Heineman, a conditional first, and a fifth. I think the condition on the first is it's lottery protected, so it goes to next season. Pretty sure. If it. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I doubt they have to have to worry about that. So how would you rate Calgary's deadline acquisitions? Ponchi, you're a big Flames fan. Start it off. Um, I think they've already made all their big moves. Uh, to, I think Toffoli was going to be the peak of their of their um, trade deadline, if we want right. to, because it was early February. But um, I think that was the peak. And Trilliving said he's not. He he was like. Fueling, uh, fielding offers, but he wasn't going to to break up the score, and it makes sense. Why why would you break up the core that's that's playing so well? Exactly, and right. and the defense is stuck stuck together, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. So, like you said, oh, Cal Yarncroft, yeah, yeah, Cal Yarncroft and and Tofoli, those are two big big ads, and Yarncroft adds some physicality, and and he's one of those guys who are so annoying to play against. He's super consistent. Good on good in his own end. He can play all three positions of forward, so very versatile. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I um if we are going back as far as the Toffoli deal, which I think is cheating a little bit because it was over a month ago. But <laughs> if well, we uh, are gonna go off of that, um I would I if, if we were going off of that, I'd put them in S because that is like they added a top end player and they also added a bottom depth player as well. And their mm-hmm. defense is very solid. Their goaltending is very solid. They don't need to improve on that at all. So I would put them in S, man, if, if we're going to go back as far as to Foley. But if it's 
But even with Altafoli, I'd probably put them in like maybe just a like maybe an actually just an A or B just because they didn't need too much and they just did what they had to do. So they added Yarnkrog, who's a mm-hmm. good depth player, and uh he's gonna be good for them in the playoffs, right? Like you need that depth in playoffs and um yeah. they, they added that, right? So But we're going back to Foley, right? So I put them in S tier. That's what I would do. I think I'm gonna save it and put them in, in A. Uh just I think A makes sense. They didn't wow I me. Think- I think they could have upgraded their defense a little bit. I I still think they could have used one upgrade, maybe over Good Branson. Don't don't particularly trust him mm-hmm. uh, fully. I don't so. like Good Branson either, but yeah. for whatever reason, but, it's not working under Sutter. That's the thing. <laughs> there, there's only there's only so many options you could have picked at that point. Because right, did mm-hmm. you want did you want the Flames to go in on Subban? Because the Devils were willing to retain. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, I don't want them going on Subban. He's not what they need. But I'm just saying, I I, I want to give like, them A because they they did they did moves. And I like the Toffoli deal. They didn't give up too much to get him. Like it was a fair trade. It wasn't like Montreal ran away with it, right? It was a very fair deal to both teams. I just I just think uh, it was just a, a solid deadline. Like it wasn't exceptional. It wasn't insane. Didn't blow my mind. But they did what they had to do, and they did it right. So I, I think an A is, is more yeah. than warranted for Calgary. Yeah, I just think that there weren't very many options, and Calgary's already sight, so tight for a cap that right. they, couldn't, they wouldn't have had to have the ability to go in on some of these big, um, big names. Yep, I agree. So I think A is perfect for them. They did exactly what they wanted to do, and... I don't want to give S just because I think S is should be reserved for like teams that really sh- blew our minds, really ran away with it, and, and you know. And I think Calgary they didn't necessarily run away with it, but they definitely impressed me. So I think they deserve at least an A. Are you guys okay with an A? Or and if anything, if we if we think A is too low mm-hmm. later on based on the other teams, we can definitely we can definitely bump them up to an S later. That that's fine. I'm gonna make an argument for S later on, but for okay. now we'll leave an A. Yeah. Okay. I just want to also have a team in A for now too. Okay. Yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. Moving on to the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, Eric Snags quickly just says he's coming to Calgary. I, that's kind of awesome. That's awesome. He's coming to Canada. Well, welcome to Canada, Eric Snags. Mm. When you do show up, if you're ever in Montreal, let me know. I am also. Well, in he Montreal. said Eric I'm like, what are you saying? I mean, yo, if Eric <laughs> yeah, Snags wants to come visit me in Montreal and train or something, I don't know. He can. But... <laughs> I was like looking in check. Where's Eric Snags? <laughs> no, I meant Eric Snags. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Eric Snags. And I, we're gonna go see a CFL game. So we're gonna nice, do. nice. That's nice. In in, uh, in Vancouver, obviously. That's, that's yeah, sick. yeah. Anyway, Carolina. So we'll start off with the three the three team trade between Carolina, Columbus, and the Florida Panthers. So the Carolina Hurricanes. Really, you, you don't want to you don't want to start with uh, Kokniemi? Oh no, <laughs> that extension is not bad. Eight year extension for Yesperi Kokniemi at about four point two. Want that four yeah. points rough. That's a pretty. That's a. That's a interesting contract <laughs> i mean it's low risk if he succeeds but it's yeah, exactly. really bad if he doesn't grow yeah like if he stays the same Sorry, if but... <laughs> he stays as he is right now that's a bad contract right but go all on right. with your three trades Sorry. all right the three team trade carolina acquires max domi and tyler inamoto from the columbus blue jackets in exchange for aiden hereschuk uh and the florida panthers receive igor korshkov the or at least the rights to and a sixth-round pick. So I think Florida honestly won that deal because uh, they got Igor Korshkov, uh, and they got a sixth. Uh, so Carolina gets Domi and Tyler Inamato. I don't know who Inamoto is, uh, to be honest with you. 
I like the addition of Max Domi. I think he adds a lot to their team, and he's very skilled. He can fit on any line they have because they're all really good there. And that's all they did. So, yeah, they got Domi. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I am on the Max Domi train. Yes, sir. People have been giving him a little bit of flack, and I will not stand for it. Domi is a highly skilled player that can fight. He nearly broke a net with a slap shot. Um, I think <laughs> he also just needs to be put in put in a good situation. I just don't think Columbus was the right fit. And um, Carolina's already so stacked. I just want to... I just want to see him go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a good addition for uh, for Carolina. I don't think they really wowed me. They didn't really do much. Other than that, I, I expect them to do more. Like, I expected them to be in on a lot, but they're a team that's firing all the cylinders. They're third in the league. I mean, like they, they're doing so well. Like The only teams ahead of them are Florida and Colorado, and Colorado is a monster. Florida is solid. But Carolina's right there. And why mess with your team chemistry? They've already have, they already have one of the best defense cores in the league. You don't need to add much to that. Their forward core is solid. I, I would have liked to see more on their forwards. But like I said, they did Domi. So there you go. They have Trocek Domi, uh, Jordan Stahl, you know, Sebastian Ajo, Teravainen, Kokaniemi, uh, Nietzsche, thank you. I'm like, I'm forgetting so many guys. But uh, Svechnikov, like, they're just that good, man. And- Anderson. Yep, Nino Niederreiter's there too. They have uh, Frederick Anderson and Nets. Like they, they have a very good team. There's only so much they could do. They add Domi. I like I like Domi's play. I think he'll really he'll really surprise people in the playoffs too. I think he'll really step up his game. So I think Carolina deserves a B. I think that's fair. Like they did good. They're okay. They weren't like amazing. They didn't run away with it. Like they're just kind of there for me. Like are you guys okay with that? Like they didn't. They're not like Calgary level good. I'm, not, I'm happy with that. Yeah. They made a simple addition like Boston, and then just kind of walked away. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Domi, I think Domi will good there because he has a lot of good players to play with as well. So, and like you said, yeah. uh, last podcast, Mike, you were saying that he needs to play with higher skilled or um, yeah, higher up the roster for him to do good, and uh, he'll have that there in Carolina. Yeah, and even even if he's on the third line in Carolina, he's still playing better players than in Columbus. So, right, because Columbus they had him on the fourth line all the time, and I was just like, okay, have fun. <laughs> he won't succeed, but have fun. Um, all right, Chicago Blackhawks, and so I don't know remember who it was that mentioned Kyle Davidson, but Kyle Davidson, we do want to talk about him. Also, Terma the Canadian mentioned a rule. Both parties also agreed. Whoops. Also agreed to a Shohei Hotani rule, which stipulates that if the starting pitch... Oh, it's baseball. I I can't even. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't even. Um, We were just talking about baseball in the meantime. All good. All good. All right. So Chicago. Kyle Davidson, honestly, you did so well. Your first trade deadline, man. I'm impressed. Uh, I don't know why I kissed you, but... I blew you a kiss, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kyle Davidson, I, I honestly, I love the guy, man. He did so well. I, I, I'm loving it for, for Chicago. I, I really hope that he can help usher in a new era in Chicago because of how, like, how, how terribly they started the season. Even going into Christmas, they were in a terrible spot because of uh, their uh, chairman of the board and owner. Uh, we don't want to get into it, Wurtz, but 
because let's focus on the positives here. Hopefully Kyle Davidson can help turn around the franchise, save them from Stan Bowman, because honestly, Kyle Davidson's moves are the opposite of what Stan Bowman does, and I'm loving it. I'm honestly loving it. So the first trade that we want to talk about is Marc-Andre Fleury to, to the Minnesota Wild for a conditional pick. So if Marc-Andre Fleury, right, and the Minnesota Wild advance to the Western Conference Final, and Fleury wins four or more games within the first two rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Chicago Blackhawks get a first-round pick. So let's say Minnesota gets this to the Western Conference Final, but Fleury only won three games. It's a second-round pick, right? Or if Minnesota doesn't make it that far, second-round pick. So either way, they get a pick in the top two rounds for uh, this year from Minnesota. Uh, they also give away Ryan Carpenter for a fifth from uh, Calgary in, a, in two years from now. And then the massive trade, the one that caught the world by storm, no one saw it coming. Brandon Hagel goes to the Tampa Bay Lightning alongside two fourth round picks in exchange for Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish, both were former second round picks, and they're both capable of playing on a third line in the NHL. Uh, 2023 first round pick, so next year's first, and a 2024 first round pick. Should the 2023 pick be in the top 10, so next year's pick be in the top 10 for Tampa Bay, the Lightning will instead transfer their own unprotected first-round pick in the 2025 draft. Uh, and in the event that both the Lightning's 2023 or uh, sorry and 2024 picks are in the top 10, then Tampa Bay will transfer its unprotected first-round picks in 2025 and 2026. Holy smokes. If Tampa Bay drops off a click, cliff, Good luck, because that will not be good for you, let me tell you. Uh, and that's that's the end of their trades. What do you guys think of Kyle Davidson and the Chicago Blackhawks? I've, I've interrupted Berta so many times already. Um, but... <laughs> I was wondering, there was silence. What was going on? I was I... Um, actually talking. I was just muted. But anyway, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> um, I think... The Lightning got somebody they can build around. Uh, even if they do potentially uh, drop off, they've got Brandon Hagel. I think it'll be somebody for that can support the, the core right now. And then if the core decides to move on, he can stay on that team. Um, I, I think Chicago fleeced the Tampa Bay Lightning. Taylor Radish. Majorly. Majorly. Like, I knew Brandon Hagel was good, but I think Taylor Radish and the two firsts are what send it over the edge. Mm -hmm. if, there was, if this was chess and you had, like, the evaluation bar, and, you know, for those who don't play chess, there's, like, a bar that goes up every time that, that gives the probability of winning... Essentially, Chicago's just went up through the roof if they can if they can land on something. Because we know that Kane and Taves might not stay very or might be on the chopping block maybe next year. Their next next season is the last year of their contracts. Exactly. I think I think Kane's gonna get traded. But we'll look, talk about that. Kane. Look for both of them we'll to be that. major moves next trade deadline. Or off-season. Or off-season, yeah. I think exactly. Kane could be an off-season trade, and I think Taves could be the deadline move that teams exactly. are desperate to make. For sure. Um, 
punch. Do you want if I go on about it quickly? Yeah, go go for it. Yeah, I I think okay. So not many teams get three first. Sorry, with the the Minnesota thing, right? So it's like if they get to the third round and Flurry wins more than three games, they four. get a first rounder, right? Four, four or more. If you four or more, okay. So he, so he has to win around. Yeah, that'll probably happen, right? Well, like, I mean, it, depending on what Cam... in the third round, like they're probably they have to win eight games. Right? I mean, if Cam Talbot's playing the games and he's playing well, he's going to keep the net. But if Cam Talbot stutters even slightly, they'll put Flurry in. Yeah, right. I just think I just don't think they would go for Flurry if they wouldn't want him to be the guy. That's what I think. True, but we can go on about that anyway. So in theory, they've got three first rounders from this trade deadline alone, and I don't think any other team has done that. Uh, I can't even. I don't even know if that happened last deadline, to be honest. So I'm going to give them an S, S tier just for the fact that they're not looking to push for the playoffs. They're not looking to make the playoffs next year. They're fully rebuilding here. It looks like they're, they try to get rid of, uh, um, what is his name? Kubalik as well. They didn't get rid of him, but yeah. it just goes to show that they're just trying to accumulate as many picks as possible. They did exactly what they set out to do. And uh, I think it's an absolute home run for Chicago. Yeah. Same for you, Punch. I like that that's yeah awesome yeah i i agree 100 the only thing i will say about tampa bay and why they did this trade and i understand why carpenter has mm. two more years after this one at 1.5 million dollars per season yeah we can go on about tampa side of the trade after like on their I, the end, way yeah. i see it yeah yeah because i i i know that he got fleece and they i'm sure they also know but I don't think they care, right? Like they don't like, give a shit. They have Brandon Hagel for the next yeah. three seasons, including they, this one, at one point five million dollars. It's for it's for the cup, right? They just want to improve their depth. That's what it is. But yeah, we'll go but, on about. But later they'll on. have Brandon Hagel for the next two seasons after this one too. Exactly. That's, yeah. So they yeah. anyway. Camp. Next up, the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, so Colorado. Oh, just for you guys on on listening after the fact, we did play Chicago in the S tier. So so far, we have Anaheim, Chicago. At the top in, uh, oh my god, my voice, sorry guys, at S tier, uh, then next is Calgary at A, and then B is Arizona, Boston, and Carolina, and then we have Buffalo at C, and no one at the D level just yet. So next up is Colorado, uh, Arturi Lekkanen traded, they acquire from Montreal for Justin Barron, a former first round pick, 20th overall, I believe, and a second round pick, not this year, not next year, but the year after in 2024. Um, they also acquire Andrew Cogliano for a pick also in 2024 from San Jose, a fifth round pick. Um, so they give that up. They also acquire Nico Sturm in exchange for Tyson Jost, one for one. Uh, that frees up some cap space for them. Uh, good trade for both teams, I think. Uh, they also acquire Josh Manson for Drew Hellison and a second round pick from Anaheim for next season. Uh, and they also acquire Curtis McDermott. Oh, that's not so long in the past, so never mind. So that's mm-hmm. just it, the four trades that I mentioned there. So they gave up uh, two second-round picks, Tyson Jost, a fifth, Justin Bar- uh, Barron, and Drew Hellison in exchange for, so six assets, Josh Manson, Nico Sturm, Andrew Cogliano, and Arturi Lekkanen. What do you guys think of Colorado's trade deadline? Um, so theirs is a little tricky just because I don't know if these guys will work out. Uh, I'm telling I you right now, Lekkanen is a good, good acquisition. Right. Um, I do know that Manson is... He might be an upgrade on some of these other guys here. Like, I, I like him more than Ryan Murray, for example, right? 
Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. So it, it is an upgrade on some of their. It, it's it's an upgrade on defense essentially. So that's good that they did that. Um, I don't know if they did enough to do significant damage in the playoffs, just because I just think that there's other teams that are gonna match up well against them. Right. But I they didn't do a bad job at this deadline, so I wouldn't put them below a B. So I would probably put them around an A or a B right now, but I want to hear what you guys think. I think you're underestimating Arturi Lekkanen, but Poncho let you go first. Um, well, now that they've acquired Sharks Legend, <laughs> with the Sharks retaining salary for only a fifth, they're, they're set. They're, this is a cup-winning team. Cogliano is going to do it. Selkie, Cogliano. Um, <laughs> I think they're good. It's... It's a good, um, it's a good haul. Um, I'm sure Lekkonen's on the younger side. I, I sound like a broken record because all of these contenders know that they just, they can't prepare for this playoffs. They have to prepare for the playoffs for next year and the year after. Josh Manson, they could definitely resign. Arturi Lekkonen, they could definitely resign. They cleared Tyson Yost. Yo's contract. Um, Kadri, they yeah. cannot refine. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I'm happy with that. And I think that's... I think in the context, it's an A. Uh, I think it's more of a B because they've, they've already been... They're already set. And these are just supporting players for their top, yeah. their top nine. I think they did what they needed to do. But they didn't make... like significant at well I'll, I'll see what mike says i know lekkanen is he did do well i think he has like 15 goals so far this year which yeah is he's on his good, career highs right? right now he's 26 yeah. um he played on the yeah. first line in the playoffs last year with phil dano and brendan gallagher especially in the vegas series he got the game winner over vegas to move us on to the Stanley Cup final um he's a an amazing penalty killer he is one of those guys on Montreal, he gets, I think, the most scoring chances I've ever seen of a player. Uh, but he just doesn't score. So he gets all the chances in the world. He just doesn't finish it. Uh, but I think if you put him on a team with more finishers, he'll be even better. His points will go up. Uh, he's an RFA at the end of the year. So Colorado can literally just say, oh, here's a tender, tender qualifying offer to him. And they can keep him yeah. under books and and manage him easily so they're not losing him for nothing after this as well so i know they gave up a lot they essentially gave up a first and a second for him but they're not losing him at the end of the year uh, if you look at the underlying numbers even under ducharme his course four and his goals for differentials i think it was like a it was like a 58 percent like he was super high like that's a really good number for Corsi. at a 58 percent when every other player on montreal was below like 45 so he was well and above above everybody else. Even when St. Louis took over, like he dropped a bit, but he still stayed really high. So he's one of the most underrated players in the NHL. I'm telling you right now, this guy's like in terms of like penalty killers, hardworking guys, uh, really good shutdown player. Uh, honestly, you'll love you'll love him in Colorado. I'm telling you right now, great player, hardworking, one of the hardest working players in the league. And uh, an amazing person too. Everyone seems to love this guy. So Colorado, enjoy Arturi Lekkanen. And uh, I think you really got a, a, a W with that one. I know you gave up a lot. And uh, Montreal, as a Montreal fan, I love what we got in return for him. But I'm really, really going to miss him. So, so A? Or I'm B? giving them at least an A. Yeah. I think an A. 
I think that was a really savvy acquisition. And and I think the Lekkonen, the Cogliano and the Manson especially deals are the type of deals that will benefit you more in the playoffs than in the stretch at the end of the season. (laughs) I just realized we are so not getting through all these teams in one podcast. We're because I guess we're we're half an we'll hour. Try, we'll try our best. Or we're forty minutes in, and we're. I will hurry up. We'll hurry up. There's a lot of teams that didn't do anything though. Like, we'll, and we've okay, already okay. gone through yeah. a lot of the deals. Speaking of which, the Blue Jackets got the Aiden. Deal. Yeah, Her, they, I can't say. Aiden say the his Hreschuk? last Hreschuk? Yeah, I think he's all right. He's a plays for Boston College. Has. Eight points in thirty-seven games. That's all you got. Just give him time. Yeah, and that's all right. It. So C. So that's a C. C. Okay. Dallas. Dallas. All right. What are the Dallas? Vladislav Nemestikov. Oh, Vladislav Nemestikov and Scott Wedgwood. Um, that's it. I think that's, that's a C. Yep. Hot, yeah. Also, garbage right there. No offense to Scott Wedgwood, but sorry. Also, wait. This is during the deadline, but they acquired Detroit's first, second, and fifth pick for their first-round pick. That's a fleece. That's a fleece if I've ever wait, seen Wait, what? Wait, what? They acquired... I don't, when did this happen? During the draft. They acquired Detroit's? During the draft, they got Detroit's first, second, and fifth-round pick for their first-round pick. What the heck was... When, when the heck was it? Last draft? Yeah. Because on, on Cap Friendly, it shows they only have their own picks. This is last year, though. This draft already got oh, for... like last... oh, okay, 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 okay. I see. For yeah. the 2021 Yeah, but draft. wasn't uh, Dallas higher awesome. than Detroit, though? Yeah, I think so, but, like, still. I mean, depending how much they moved a up. First in a second. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Detroit, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they acquire Oscar Sunkfist, Jake Wallman, and a second-round pick next year from St. Louis for Nicoletti and Luke Witkowski. They also it's acquire okay. a fourth-round pick from Dallas for Vlad Nemesnikov. They get a seventh-round pick from LA for Troy Stetcher, and that's it. That's a D. I D. I don't think they. I don't think they downgraded. Whoa, whoa, whoa! They, they move out Nick Letty on an expiring deal for a second. Yeah, Jake um, Wallman who's an NHLer and Oscar Sundquist was an NHLer. I think. Okay. I think you gotta go. I think you gotta go B. A B with this one. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a W in my books. They got two NHLers already who are younger and a second round pick <laughs> mm-hmm. for an expiring guy who's old. And a seventh round pick. And it, I mean, this that's is true. a red Could be Datsuk. Yeah. Could be Datsuk. And they got a fourth for Nenemesnikov, who they got for nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll Datsuk. Datsuk, uh wasn't drafted. Honestly, the question oh, wait, they made wait, earlier wait. this year was Mitchell Stevens for a third. I don't know. Who was in the seventh round for Detroit? That was like a star player. Was, was it Zetterberg? Zetterberg? I don't even Zetterberg. Oh, okay. okay. I thought it was both of them. I thought it was both. Pretty sure it's both. I guess uh, that's who wasn't drafted. Right. Okay. But they're both like steals, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Edmonton Steve Oilers. Zerman. Edmonton Oilers. Yes. What are we doing with them? What are we thinking? Derek Broussard for a fourth. <laughs> Brett that's Kulak a... for a conditional second round pick. And William Lagason. And a seventh. The condition is if the Oilers make the Stanley Cup final, the 22 pick becomes a 2023 pick instead. So Montreal gets the better <laughs> version of that pick. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, a D. 
And yeah, I'm... they got Alex. T- they gave away Alex Taylor for nothing. Well, they need goalies. <laughs> I'm gonna say D, man. Like, I feel like, like people, people who listen to this who actually like Edmonton, they probably just think we hate Edmonton. But dude, they're in a playoff race right now, and every single year they've gone out or they've missed the playoffs. The same thing, and they have not improved it. So like, yeah. I I don't know where their mentality is, but they've now they lost assets and they. Didn't get anything in significance to like come back. Come yeah, back that was to. that was that was brutal. And honestly, the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know. I don't know what Kent Hughes has over Ken Holland. I love. I love Brett Kulak. Kev saying he likes Kulak as well. He's a really good player. But you gave up an NHL defenseman who's twenty four, I believe, or twenty five in Ligason. You give up a second round pick and guarantee that it's not going to be like the bottom four picks because you if you make the Stanley Cup final, we don't get that pick. So thank you. And you give up a seventh? Like what? What was that seventh for? Re- salary retention? I think it was salary retention. I, I have no idea. Can't he was just <laughs> asking for the seventh to flex on everybody? Like I, I don't know, man. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a bad move in terms of uh, optics for Edmonton because <laughs> there were other guys who were viewed higher than Kulak in the NHL world that went for less. Kulak, I think, is a very underrated defenseman. His advanced numbers really, really, really make him look better and if you watch Habs games you would know Kulak's one of their better defensemen he plays with Petrie a lot when Edmondson was injured he plays against the top guys on their teams does a good job he's a good puck moving guy I love Kulak he can skate nicely defends okay so Edmonton thank you for your second round pick thank you for uh Lagason. maybe we can turn him around and turn him into Kulak or someone worth as much as Kulak so we'll see um let's move on Florida Panthers uh, so they are involved in the three-way trade. They get Max Domi and a fourth, and they essentially gave up. Uh, no, wait, no, they don't get Max Domi. What am I saying? Uh, what do they get? Drew. Wait, we talking about Florida? Yeah, they got Igor Korshkov, and they got a six-round pick, and they give up mm-hmm. Tyler Inamoto, and that's it. That is a good deal, uh, right there. Yeah. I'm glad he can skate, says Air Snags. Very good. Yeah, it is important to be able to skate in the NHL. Uh, they also acquire Robert Haig for literally a penny, so a six-round pick. They acquire Claude Giroux, Connor Bunneman, German Rutsov, who's considered a major project as a prospect, Rutsov, a 2024 fifth in exchange for Owen Tippett, a first two years from now, because they already give up their other one in another deal we're going to talk about, and a 2023 third. They also acquire Ben Sherratt for next year's first, Ty Schmelenic was a thir- former third-round pick and a, uh, a NCAA prospect who's like decently touted, and a 2022 fourth from Montreal. And they also, yeah, they also give up Frank Vitrano to clear up cap space for a fourth-round pick, and um, that's it. So they clear up cap space in the Frank Vitrano trade. They acquire Ben Chirot for a first, a prospect, and a fourth. They acquire Claude Giroux, Bunneman, Rupsov, and a fifth for Owen Tippett, a first and a third. They acquire Robert Haig for literally just like a six-round pick. Thank you, Buffalo. Uh, and they get Igor Korshkov's contract or the rights to him, as well as a six-round pick just for helping in the Columbus-Carolina Domi trade. So, that's an A. That's an A, right? I think I, they uh, gave up, I think Florida, they gave up I, a little too much, but like, yeah. aside from that, though, I think that's an A. Their detriment is the amount they give I, up. I, I would give I would give him an S, dude. You got Giroux. He's the best player that was in this trade deadline talk, and he's not even gonna be the best player on Florida. Like he's gonna be like the third third best player. 
So I think that's like a, a slam dunk for them. Yeah. I don't I don't think they really care about who they're giving up here. I mean, I mean like Tippett's like on the older side of a prospect. And but, yeah. And they also got Ben Sherrod who's one of the better defensive available players as well. They got the yeah. best forward, one of the best defensemen. I guess you're right. I guess an S I think he's got to be an S. I, yeah. yeah, let's give him an S. Just keep in mind, they don't have a first-round pick for the next three years now. This year, next year, and the year after. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's that's in a cup. <laughs> but that's yeah, why but I was thinking about an A, because they really, though. really put themselves in a tough spot. But I also, think that but like Tampa's like that too, though. Like, but they're just like they're they're like on a different tier of good, right? That's yeah. where mm-hmm. they are. They're they're just in the mode of getting a cup, and they don't need to really develop these guys right now because these guys are all fairly young. This is the, this is their core. Florida's going through the Tampa model right now. That's what they're doing, and yeah, I, I still don't think they're there. I think they're Tampa both in the same is, division is the problem. Yeah, I yeah. still think Tampa did it better, but Florida's yeah. like, I don't care. We need to win a cup now. Like we have our core right now. We have Hubert under a uh, right. very good contract Barkov and Barkov too. as well. So they gotta they gotta win now. So that's why they did that. Yeah. All right. Let's move I, on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Let's, you want to move on to the, the LA Kings? We have them in S. That's fine. Oh, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, the difference though between Tampa and Florida is Tampa's looking for their third ring. And yeah, Florida's looking for their first. Like, mm. Tampa, Florida's looking for their like second round appearance. The only yeah. problem <laughs> I have with Florida's moves is if the division alignments don't work out in their favor, they could somehow face Tampa. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say Toronto gets really hot and somehow passes Florida, or Florida goes a bit cold because Ekblad's injured, right? Yeah. What if they get? Mm-hmm. What if they get Tampa in the first round? That would be really, really bad. And uh, for those of you asking, Cheesewood asking, where's Tampa's uh, logo? It's just off screen right now, uh, but it is there. Don't worry. We will be adding it to the tier list soon. You can't see it, but don't worry. It's, it's available for me to drag for us. Don't worry. Uh, moving on. Let's the LA Kings. Uh, so the LA Kings didn't do much. They acquired Frederick Allard for Braden Burke, which is kind of like a minor deal. They acquired Nelson Nogier for Marcus Phillips, another minor deal. And Troy Stetcher for a seventh. I I'm down for a C. They didn't do anything, but they didn't hurt themselves like Edmonton. Yeah. C. C. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McSawch says, "Okay, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Minnesota Wild. This is an interesting one. So we already talked about the Flurry trade on the conditions on it. So feel free to rewind if you want to hear them again. Uh, but they acquire Mark Andre Flurry from Chicago. They they uh, give up Jack McBain for a second round pick, so they get another pick back, which is kind of nice for a competitive team. And it's a guy that's not coming off their roster, so it really doesn't impact their team. He wasn't going to sign there anyway. Not a big deal. Uh, Kapokokkanen and a fifth round pick go to San Jose for Jacob Middleton. And uh, future considerations they give up for Victor Rask retained half salary. So they just got the they want to Rask off the books. They retain half salary for literally nothing, and they acquire Nicola Delorier for a third. Uh, Tyson Jones they acquire for Nico Sturm, and they acquired Brandon Baddock from Montreal for Andrew Hammond, but that was in February. We'll count it though, I guess. It doesn't really impact the team though. So, what do you guys think of Minnesota? Probably an A, I would say. Um, they got Flurry. They, I mean, like, it just depends what they do with Flurry though. I'm confused. Like, I, I hope that they just go for him as their starting goal, starting goaltender, because that's what. Let's, when you get Flurry, you got to do that, right? So, mm. um, yeah, I would but say also Talbot's having a, a career years here. So, the the Wilder. Cam Talbot's playing very well this year. 
I don't know about a career mm-hmm. year, but he's definitely playing very well. It's like yeah. almost his Edmonton numbers when he first got there. How's it going, Vinzuko? No, he, he's had better years. Like he's at a nine ten right now. He had nine fifteen last year, nine nineteen the year before. Then he had a couple eight hundred years. Uh, this is like his uh, fifth best year. Yeah, but it's like so... a, it's a good bounce back for him though, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, good bounce back. Yeah, like he left Edmonton and now he's starting to play a bit better. Yeah, yeah, but I, that's I don't because know. it's I, Edmonton. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would say they didn't. They don't deserve a B, just because like they did a little bit more than they needed to do. I would say so. Like they just needed to get a couple pieces here and there, which is what Jost was, and Jost they got and Delorier, right? Yeah, yeah, and Deloria, yeah, and Middleton. So that, yeah, so that would have put, put them in a B, but getting Flurry probably would give me give them an A for me. Yeah. And keep in mind, they also cleared off two million dollars from the books next season too by giving Victor Rask to uh, Seattle. So mm-hmm, right. just keep in mind they have fifteen million dollars of dead cap, and I think a bit more than that, maybe even like almost yeah, it's about fifteen million of dead cap on the book next Any, year. Yeah. So that two million dollars reduces it a little bit to thirteen. Holy shit. Yeah, they're they're pretty screwed next season, but for now we'll All give right, them so, an A. Yeah, yeah, but now they get free food at McDonald's because they've got the hamburger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, McSawchap says Minnesota How Wild have this kid, Connor Dewar. I know he has a high top nine potential in EA Sports in NHL 22. I don't know why I know that. He's from my hometown, best friends with my brother's friend. First 30 games in the NHL this season. I think they sent him back down because of injury, or there were injuries. That's why he was called up in the first place. First person since the 50s to be in the NHL from my hometown, says McSawchap. That's really cool. That is really cool. Hopefully for your, your town's sake and... And his sake, he makes it. How's it going, Lara Libby? Hopefully I said that right. Welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Um, all right. So Minnesota, we finished off at an A. Let's move on to the next team here. Uh, and we'll do a recap after this one of what we have so far. The Montreal Canadiens. Les Montréal. Les Canadiens de Montréal. As they say in Montreal. Uh, usually in French. So Montreal Canadiens trade Arturi Lekkinen to the Colorado Avalanche for, I'll just say what they get. So Justin Barron in a 2024 second round pick. Brett Kulak to the Oilers for a second. William Lagason in a seventh. Uh, they acquire Nate Schnarr for Andrew Hammond. So basically a minor league deal there. They give up Ben Sherratt for a first next season. Ty Schmelenic, a third round pick. And a 2022 fourth. Uh, they give up Michael McNiven for nothing just to give him a chance to play somewhere. Uh, they also acquire Tyler Pitlick. Emil Heineman, a conditional first, and a fifth-round pick for Tyler Toffoli. So all in all, Montreal acquires uh, a first-round pick, uh, a second, so one, two, uh, yeah, two seconds. Oh my god, no, they acquired two firsts, two seconds, a few prospects, one of them is a former first-round pick. Uh, a fourth round pick, a fifth, and a seventh. So not too bad. And all they really gave up from their roster was Brett Kulak, Arturi Lekkinen, uh, Ben Sherrod, and Tyler Toffoli. Pretty good moves from Montreal. What do you guys say? Yeah, I think they're a slam dunk as well. I think they did really well with their trades. They fle- I say they fleeced Florida with the Sherrod yep. deal. I, I mean, agree. Yeah, I so- expected Sherrod like, uh, for a yeah. first, but not a prospect. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, and they got that, uh, yeah, like they've now acquired they now have 14 picks next year for or this upcoming draft. Yeah. So that's humongous for them. And uh I, I put them up for an for an S. 
Yeah, and I, I gotta love what Kent Hughes did because he not only acquired yes. um, picks this year, he acquired picks next year, the year after, and he also acquired prospects of different ages. So he's he's basically, and it's nice to see. This is something that Bergevin never did, um, and previous regimes never really did. But you can see the groundwork he's building. You can see he's building different tiers of prospects. He's having different groups of prospects. So you'll have guys coming in in the next year or two, and then more, another group in the next three or four, the next group in the next five or six. He's building layers and layers and layers of prospects, which is really nice to see because that's how you're going to be it's competitive for a long time. That's how you build up a good championship team. That's what Tampa Bay did. They built up layers of prospects that would come in waves. That way you could have these young guys come in to replace the old guys who are leaving that you lose for free from uh, free agency and whatnot. And then you can later trade those young guys for more assets and keep building and building and building. Or you can trade out some older mm -hmm. guys who are about to expire. There's a lot you can do. They're just setting themselves up to have a lot of assets in the future. And I, I think they literally slam dunk. Kent Hughes, take my money. Like, I'm going to go buy yeah. a jersey or something. I don't know. But great moves by Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon. Are you guys good with an S on that? Sorry, I kind of like yeah. ran off with it. Yeah, no, I'm good with yeah. it. For these next three teams, they, they didn't do very much. Yeah. Uh, if you just want to put them all in C for the sake of time, I'm cool with that. Nashville, New Jersey, yeah. Islanders, they all did nothing, right? They yeah. all did nothing. I'll just say with Nashville, though, I think the reason why they did nothing is because I think they're just running out to see what they have in this team because they are technically a fringe playoff team right now, right? So I think they're seeing what they have, and they're going to see how far they go in playoffs. And I think it's kind of be, it's going to be like a New York Rangers situation where they just mm -hmm. send a letter out to the fans and say, if, if they don't do well here, I think they'll say, okay, we're going to retool here. We're going to trade off this, this, this. They're probably going to keep Yoshi, and that's probably the only guy they'll keep just because Forsberg's on a expiring deal as well. So you might see him sign somewhere else. And I think that's why they just did nothing. That, that's what I think. Yep. And they yep. also, just keep in mind, they acquired uh, Jeremy Lozon for a second-round pick from mm. uh, Seattle. But like I said, nothing major. So I give him a C as well. Uh, let's move on to the Ottawa? New York Rangers. Oh, Rangers. What? No, 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 I was just... It's the Rangers, not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers. So, Justin Braun is acquired from Philadelphia for a third-round pick next year. They acquire Andrew Kopp in a six-round pick for Morgan Barron. I don't know who that is. Um, I'm assuming the brother of Justin Barron went to Montreal. Uh, conditional, two conditional seconds, both this year somehow, and a 2023 fifth. So, the conditions on the second-round picks are... Uh, for the first one, the Rangers' second-round pick in 2022 becomes a first if the Rangers advance to the Eastern Conference Final and Cop plays in at least 50% of their playoff games, uh, which, I mean, probably will. Um, and then on the second pick, either St. Louis' second-round pick in 2022 or the Rangers' second-round pick in 2023. I don't know. I guess it's both falling on the same condition. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but it is what it is. Um that's essentially that trade. Tyler Mott for a fourth. I think that's a steal right there. I love that trade for them. Uh, they also acquired Nick Merkley for Anthony Potato. Solid deal. Potato's like a seventh defenseman. Merkley's a death forward. Works out for both teams. And they get Va Frank Vetrano for a fourth. I love Frank Vetrano. I think that's a great deal. Uh, but what do you guys think of what the Rangers did this deadline? I, I would probably give them an A, honestly. like They they really improved their depth. They didn't need to improve their top their six forwards, at all. Yeah. They're, they're 
Yeah, so their depth is really, really good. Their bottom six is really, really good now. Cop and Mott. Uh, just those two alone, right? And um, Braun is also a good depth defenseman as well. He'll he'll be good as well for for them. And for Jan- but Chandler is also really good as well, man. Like that that bottom six can be scary in the playoffs. I was really low on the Rangers and and their uh, ability to win in the playoffs this year, but adding this depth really helps them a lot. I think so. I would I would give them an A. Okay, Ponch, what do you think about the uh, the moves by the Rangers? I think it makes sense. Um, there's not, it's not a whole lot to report here. Um, yeah, I think that looks good. I put him in A. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I love the uh, Andrew Kopp acquisition, and they don't even necessarily give up a first-round pick. If they don't go far, it's just two mm-hmm. seconds. It's not the end of the world, and he's a good player. They could re-sign him if they want. Like the Rangers aren't exactly a team that's necessarily screwed at the cap. As far as I can tell, they have a lot of young guys on their roster, so they have a lot of flexibility. If they want to re-sign him, they could try. Um, yeah, great move there. I love, I really love the Tyler Mott acquisition. Super cheap, only a fourth round pick. I think that's a steal. I thought Mott would go for at least a third. Um, so great moves by uh, New York. Definitely improving their depth, and that's what makes the difference in the playoffs. Having good depth really helps a lot. I wish they would have upgraded their defense a little bit. Not going to lie to you. That's why they're not an S for me, but definitely some improvement. I, I like I like where the head's at on this uh, deadline. Moving on to the Ottawa Senators. So another Canadian team here. Uh, so they acquired, as we know, Zach Sanishin and a fifth for Josh Brown and a seventh. I won't read the conditions because we already went over it. Uh, they also get a fifth round pick for Zach Sanford going to Winnipeg. They get Michael McNiven for free. So why not just throw him in there? See if he can play. Uh, they get Travis Hamnick for a third-round pick. They trade away Nick Paul for Matthew Joseph and a fourth because Nick Paul was not going to resign, or not going to resign the Paul's money. Brother? <laughs> yeah. No, not going <laughs> to resign the money they wanted him at. They were they were being cheap with him, um, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think Ottawa makes some pretty dumb moves. They could have acquired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they could have acquired Felipe Myers for absolutely nothing. And instead, they went with a guy who's Hamannick. more expensive and older from in Hamannick, uh, who's I don't know, I don't know why, but they do. Um, <laughs> they also trade Nick Paul because they're cheap as hell. Uh, they could have just signed him. He wanted to stay there. He's from. He loves Ottawa. He wanted to stay. People in the room all love him too. Uh, so I love the, I love that they got Joseph. I think Matthew Joseph is a great great acquisition from Tampa. I love the way he plays. He's got good speed, good puck skills. Very underrated player. Good grinder as well. But that trade's not going to help you because the rest of your deals were shit, man. Like, Sanford for fifth is, like, (laughs) mediocre. The fact that they got anything for Josh Brown, though, is kind of impressive, not going to lie. So, Zach Snee should come the other way. If they can get him to work, that'd be kind of cool. Former first-round pick, but he was never meant to be a first-round pick. He was supposed to be somewhere in the second, but Boston... I don't know what to tell you. They wanted him. Uh, (laughs) So... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give them a D because they didn't necessarily get crazy terrible. They... I, I really think the Hamannick deal is probably the worst deal of the deadline. I actually think you it's think really so? bad. But like, I, I The just... amount of problems he's had in the last, like, since he signed in Vancouver. Like, I don't know if you saw, but I've never yeah. seen this happen for an NHL team before. But they, the players were all apparently so relieved that he was gone. And they were very vocal about it. Like, the players were saying this. And, wow. like, he makes $3 million and he... It had so many issues. Bring that into your uh, locker room. Yeah, he had a lot of issues, and like it's it's so many issues that the team just did not 
want to leak it because of this. <laughs> so now that he's gone, they're now coming out and saying all these things. We all knew there was a reason why he wasn't playing. And this yeah. is probably why. So the, also the whole COVID thing. I don't, I don't know what happened, like what his deal with it was, but he was not playing as a result of the restrictions. I think that was also part of it as well. And we didn't have to retain any salary on him or give an asset with him. So yeah. it's like they, they just took him for no reason. Yeah, I guess. And, and like, like I said, Nick Paul didn't have to be traded. He wanted to sign yeah, him. They I just didn't want to give him yeah. money. Yeah. I think, yeah, unless Matthew Joseph really turns into a star there and really develops into a top six center or a winger, I don't see how they win that deal either. So, you know what? Yeah, I think you guys are right. I would have given them a C, but like you said, if, Ham- if Hamnick's that bad of a nuisance, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I-, I was surprised. I was like, what? <laughs> Hamnick's gone? I didn't know he had value, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think who's our GM? Is it who's our GM right now? It's not Pierre Dorian. He's he's no longer the GM. Who isn't it? Pierre Maguire. Ottawa. Isn't it Pierre uh, Maguire? It's no, no, no. Dorian's still their GM. I thought he was their VP now. Of hockey ops. I, he probably probably takes both until he finds a GM. I thought it was so Pierre Maguire. Uh, it is Pierre Dorian. Oh fuck! I thought it was Maguire, dude. Ah, uh, damn Dillian it, Dorian! What are you doing? Rafer- did Ray Ferraro get a position with the Senators? I thought. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought something was happening there, but I yeah, I don't think so. Him. I don't know if I'd want to work there. They probably wouldn't pay you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just saw the memes. Oh my god, that was so funny! The tire, the the, the fire with Dorian's face cropped onto the girl there. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny because of the Vegas shit. We'll get into that later, though. Yeah. So Ottawa gets a D. Take that, Ottawa. All right. Sorry, Ottawa. I'm sorry. I want you to do well, but your owner is terrible. All right, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, so they they give up Derek Brassard for a fourth. I thought he'd be worth more than that, but that's okay. Uh, Justin Braun for a third. Uh, obviously, the Claude Drew trade. They give up Drew Bunneman, Rubsov, and a fifth for Owen Tippett, a first and a third. Uh, they okay that. yeah, that's it. That's it. What I think they did what they needed to do and like getting rid of Giroud yeah. just because they had to get some kind of assets for him. But I'm not amazed with the deal they got. But the reason why is because Giroud was only wanting to only go to Florida. Florida. So that's it, it's it's either way you want to look at it, right? So I can't give them an A or I can't give them an S or an A. So I would say I'd give them like a B. I'd give them yeah. a B just because they made the moves they could. And I'm not mm. too upset with them. And honestly, um, the Buffalo trade of Robert Haig for just a sixth makes their deal with Ristolainen look a bit better. Because you remember Haig was in that trade, mm-hmm. and we were all mm-hmm. like, oh, Haig's better than Risto. Well, clearly, people don't value Haig at all because he's worth a sixth. <laughs> so yeah. at least at least for Philly's sake, that looks a bit better for them too. So let's give them, the, let's give them a B to rejoice a little bit for Philly as they usher in a new era. Let's move on to the other Pennsylvania team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the one with, let's just be honest, a little bit more success than the Flyers in recent years. So the Penguins acquire Ricard Raquel, surprisingly, because Burke said he wouldn't do anything, but uh, or he said that his GM wouldn't do anything, but, I mean, Ron Hextall changed his mind, I guess. So they acquire Ricard Raquel from the Anaheim Ducks for Zach Aston-Reese, Dominic Simone, uh, a second-round pick, and Callie Klang. They also acquire Nathan Beaulieu for a conditional seventh, I don't know what the condition is, but I think it has to do with him playing a single game. Like, if he doesn't play, it's nothing, uh, if I had to guess. And then 
They also acquire, no, that's, that's long gone. So two moves by Pittsburgh. What do you guys think of those? Um, I, I just like, I like their deals. Um, they, I would probably put them in an A just because they, A or B, just because Raquel's a good bet, right? So that's the main piece I see. And it's like, they didn't give away too much anyway. So they're always mm. going to be a playoff team right. when they have Malkin, Crosby, Latang, whoever, <laughs> right? It's, John so Marino. we just need to keep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, that probably give them an A. I think it's a good bet to bet on Ricard, uh, Raquel because they were they retained salary too on him, didn't they? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And, yeah. and Raquel's a great player; like he'll fit in really well yeah. there. You put him with Crosby, and oh my god, they could boost his value like crazy if they mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah. Um. Okay, and uh, Ponchi, what do you think of that trade? Of the I guess there are two trades. Um. It 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 looks good. Um. I don't know why. So they retained like. I don't know how much they would have retained because, like, Raquel makes three mil a year, right? Which is, which is frankly a steal. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, aside from like Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, they needed somebody to help support them. Rodriguez is on the up, which is good, but like, you need you needed somebody, and it looks like Raquel might stay in Pittsburgh. I could see him staying in Pittsburgh. You think he'll and... I think so. I think so. And I think this if he will... resigns, that's an even better deal for Pittsburgh because they didn't give up a first. Exactly. No first round picks dealt. Exactly. Which is really good for Pittsburgh. Exactly. And they, they have a history of doing this where they pull they pull just a little bit more value than like even the Jeff Carter trade. I didn't think that's a beautiful that trade. was like a nothing trade. Jeff Carter plays really well in Pittsburgh right now and I think you might be able to get the same result out of Raquel. So yeah, I like. I think that's um. I think that's an A. I don't think it's quite S tier, but I think it's an A. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of more leaning towards a B for the Penguins. Um, although because like we get Boston a B right, and they got Hampus Lindholm, and that's a big ad. Uh, I don't think Pittsburgh did much. I'm not a huge fan of their blue line. Um, in I like that their... perspective, actually, I think so. You're right. Yeah, they got, I don't quite right. fit them in with Calgary, Colorado, Minnesota, and New York. I like those Let's knock them down. moves better. So we'll leave Pittsburgh in a B slot. Yeah. And at the end, if we really see an outlier team that we think should be moved up or down, we can. It's not really the end of the world. Uh, let's move on to San Jose. We're almost done the tier here. So let's just let's just finish this tier list. We can go over it like a summary at the end, and we'll call it there. So... Moving on to the San Jose Sharks punch. Obviously, you're going to start us off with this one, but quickly to read off the trades, they acquire yeah. Capo Kakinen and a fifth for Jacob Middleton. They acquire a fifth-round pick for Andrew Cogliano. They acquire Anthony Potato, who's like a seventh defenseman, for Nick Merkley. And they acquire uh, Antoine Morand for Alexi Malnichuk. And I guess Stalock for free, you could say. And that's it. Oh, sorry. I just had to burp. Um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I it, this may look underwhelming to everybody else, but I'm a really big fan. Of this is a hundred percent underwhelming. The hall, it is. It it is because it it fixed what it fixed little things. Um. Yeah. All right, Alexi Malnichuk. He was all right, but he's taking away starts from Sachenko and some of the um, some of the goalies we have in the AHL. 
So I think it was all right to trade him because he wasn't really panning out. And Antoine Rand's a former second rounder, so hopefully there's some potential there. Uh, the Nick Merkley trade, I think it's okay. I think what they had to do was, because they wanted to call up Merkley, they needed to... Uh, Ryan Merkley, not Nick Merkley. Um, they needed to have somebody slot in on the Barracuda. So that, that makes sense. Um, Cogliano, fifth round pick. I'm happy with that. They weren't, Cogliano wasn't going to resign. We retained half his salary and we got him onto a contender. Now, this is my favorite trade the, the Kakinen, fifth rounder for the Middleton trade. Um, I think San Jose got a, like a fair trade from Middleton. Middleton was, wasn't quite. A household name before this year. Um, he, in all honesty, he got really lucky that Kanaizev got injured this year, and then we had to slot him in, and he, he blossomed into a a good defenseman, like a defensive defenseman. And Capo Kakinen, he's been playing really well behind uh, Cam Talbot, and one of the struggles that uh, San Jose has is the goaltending position and he's shown that he can he can anchor it at uh in his first three years had he his lowest was 902 but and this year he's having a 910 and the year before a 913. so i think with time i think especially because aiden hill's just not quite ready yet Kakinik can uh, stand in for for the nights that James Reimer gets injured or um, for when Hill and Kakinik need to form a tandem. But I, I really like what we did on trade deadline. Okay, so I appreciate your take. <laughs> um, I... Like from what you're saying, like it sounds like Jacob Milton should have gotten them more than Capo Kakinen. I I disagree because Middleton was he's a good defensive defenseman, but we got him. He was a CHL free agent of like a year ago. We got him for pennies on the dollar, and right. to get Capo Kakinen out of him and a fifth, um, we. We got something out of a 29-year-old defensive defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at your trades, and, like, it doesn't seem like you made a huge difference in terms of, like, the, the shakeup of your roster. Not much going in and out. Like, some minor moves, but I don't see how I can justify putting you at a B. Like, no major... Like, you didn't acquire any picks in the top two or even three rounds of this next year, the year after, or even this season. So... I'm sorry, but for me, I have to put San Jose to C. I'm indifferent to how they did. They didn't acquire any major pieces. They didn't give up any major pieces. It was just kind of, here's a penny for a dime type of thing, or a penny for a nickel, or it was just mm -hmm. simple trades. And, and sometimes those are good deadlines, because maybe it wasn't the time to make any major moves. But yeah. And I do think Hurdle was definitely a good signing for them. I think it was... I guess you have to consider Hurdle into this too, right? Because they did sign Thomas Tomas Hurdle to a major mm -hmm. extension. Um, would you guys consider that as well? Part of the deadline? I consider it, but I also don't like the signing that much in, the direction, in terms of the direction of the team. 
I agree. Like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm leaning towards what you were saying as well. I would say a C for for San Jose. I agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's move on from there then. I think a C is more than more than justified. I'm not gonna give him a D because that'd be that'd be just cruel for no reason. Um, <laughs> St. Louis they acquired Nick Letty and uh, Luke Witkowski, who's like a depth guy. Uh, as uh, that's it for Oscar Sunkfist, Jake Wallman, and a second. Uh, I mean, it's a like, C for me. I think know, they could have done more, okay. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Where's the Kraken yeah. logo at? Says Kev Player. Well, for some reason, this one doesn't have the Kraken logo in it. Uh, but just to mm-hmm. mention the Kraken real quick, we can just kind of put them on a tier here. They trade away Marcus Johansson for a uh, Daniel Sprong, a fourth and a sixth. They trade away Mason Appleton for only a fourth. They trade away, they acquire Victor Rask's contract, half retained for nothing. Okay. They give up Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell for two seconds and a third. And they give up Jeremy Lozon for a second. Callie Yonkroc for a second, a third, and a seventh. So no first round picks moved in, but they acquire three second rounders, uh, two third rounders, two fourth rounders, a sixth, a seventh, and Daniel Sprong. I'd give them just at least like, a B on that one. Yeah, I, I'll give them an A, man. Because or fine, B's fine too. But like, they're doing what they should have done at the expansion the first draft. That's why it's just so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but any, anyway, like they have they have now four second round picks this year. That's crazy. Four third round, four, sorry, three fourth round picks. One first, one third, one fifth, one sixth, one seventh. So they have a lot of picks for this year. Yeah. Even in upcoming years as well. So. They've done well this this draft, or sorry, this deadline. They did what they, yeah, exactly. They should have drafted all the best players and then traded those guys mm-hmm. away for a bunch of assets. And then, I don't know, man. I don't know. I was told on this pod from a Haz fan that Kraken didn't have assets to trade for picks. I guess I was wrong. I didn't realize Jeremy Lozon would get you a second round pick or that Callie Yarncroft would get you a second and a third. Nor did I think that Marcus Johansson would get you Daniel Sprong. I knew Jordana was worth something, but really, Marcus Johansson for Daniel Sprong? I mean, damn. <laughs> I'll be happily proven wrong by initial GMs every day, man. Honestly. Um, <laughs> want me to time him out, coach? <laughs> Imagine. No, Kevin's always allowed. It's fine. He's poking fun. All right. Tampa Bay like I mean, yo, Jordano is a little old, but he's still a very good defenseman. I like that actually yeah, for Toronto, but I, I do wish they did more. But anyway, let's move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're not at Toronto yet. Tampa Bay, they acquire Riley Nash for nothing. Because why not? They get Alexi Melnichuk, sure, for Antoine Morand. They acquired Nick Paul, who's a good top six guy in Ottawa, for Matthew Joseph Nick and a Paul's fourth. brother. Oh my god. They get Brennan Hagel <laughs> and two fourths for Kachuk Radish and two firsts um they also get uh nope nope that's it that's all i got so i'm giving them at least a b man like that's maybe even an a i like the like the acquisition of nick paul is a solid one he brings what they don't already have mm-hmm. he's kind of like another mm-hmm. he's kind of he reminds me a bit of uh Kalorn. i think they, they're gonna let go of Kalorn this year and they bring back paul for cheaper so i like that move for tampa yeah. brandon hagel's locked up on a very good deal only 1.5 million for the next two seasons after this one. Um, and I think he's an RFA at the end of that. So great moves. They get Ryan he... Ash for nothing. I give them at least a B. So I'd probably give them a B as well. Yeah, I'd, actually, I'd probably give him an A, but like just two first rounders is a lot. But like they, they also don't care about it, but it's like it is, it is at the end of the day still a lot. So a that's lot. why I'd 
probably yeah i'll give him a b yeah because like i don't know anyway i didn't realize brennan hangle is worth that much money but or that much that many assets but yeah i think a b is more than fair uh what the hell okay next toronto. up the toronto maple leaves so they Got get they give up alex biega for nothing <laughs> they acquire jordano and colin blackwell who i like both of them for two seconds and a third they give up dermot for a third they get Carter Hutton for nothing from Arizona. So this is... So, I mean, Arizona claiming the guy on waivers isn't even that big of a deal because they literally gave Toronto Carter Hutton for free. It's just, it's just them saying, I'm going to cash in on my futures now, thank you. So, yeah, buzz off. Uh, buzz off, Kyle Dubas. Don't need to be so angry. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, that's it, man. That's all they did. Yeah. I guess actually, let's calculate the uh, Labushkin trade in there too. They they give they get uh, Ilya Labushkin for Nick Ritchie and a conditional second, um, and the Coyotes get the Coyotes get to pick Leafs third round pick next year, or the second round pick three years from now in twenty twenty five. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Hmm. I would probably give Toronto okay, only because of the Giordano trade. I would give them an A just because they it is a defense that they've needed, and I would say he's probably better than most of the people on there right now. Uh, yeah. I know he's old, but he's actually a good defenseman, and uh, he's gonna help them. I still don't think it's enough though. Like they, sh- I, I'm gonna give him a B. I'm gonna give him a B because yeah, I, I, it's not enough. One. Yeah, because they they they're they're goalies, man. How long have we yeah, been saying exactly. this? Exactly. How long yeah. have we been saying this? They're goalies. They're like, oh, Jack Campbell's fine. Meanwhile, he's playing like below 900. They're they're running with some new guy, Shelgren. I mean, good luck, good luck to him. Honestly, I want him to do well. But you're really gonna run Shelgren Campbell against the likes of Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky slash, um, oh, what's his name, Spencer Knight, or against uh, Jeremy Swayman or Linus Elmark. Like that, that's that's what you're going with. <laughs> Some dude named Shelgren, and good luck to him. As like I said, I don't want to root for him to do badly, but dude, like come on, that's what you're running. You're running that. Good luck, man. Or Morazic um, in there for all I care, but yeah. good luck. Yeah, I think that's a strong B. I would have bumped them up to A, but I just saw Both their New Jerseys, and they look <laughs> almost exactly like the stealth mode jerseys. What are you doing, Toronto? Like what? What is it's recycling day? What do you mean? Yeah, ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> I actually like the jerseys. Not gonna lie, I think it's kind of cool. It's a cool concept. Yeah, they look good. It's just mm-hmm. they, I buy it if it wasn't another jersey. team that's done it before. <laughs> They're the first team that's done this. Um, in the NHL, no, no team in the NHL's ever done this. Or yeah, like a reversible jersey. Nope. No North American team's ever done this, I think, actually. No team has ever done black, blue, with teal. No team. And they've never done the arm stripes either? What? I have leaves. I have beef. I don't actually have that much beef, but, like, Toronto, figure it out. They look like this. There's just, like, a leaf... There, they've got the arm stripes. They copied your jersey. They copied the Sharks jersey. I see it now. Yeah. 
Oh, but the gold one's kind of cool. I think Bieber just got lazy. He just saw the shark jersey and yeah. said, yeah, I like that. Let's put a Leafs jersey on it. Mm-hmm. Leafs logo on it. Oh, a gold leaf? Oh, my God. He's... Ponchi's standing like up. He's heated. shark? Oh, my God. The parallels. <laughs> <laughs> got a Telus commercial and Fidelity investments ad? How'd you get two ads in one? I got some one? BC1. Yeah, we, I got two ads too, man. What kind of grease my- is is my stream Mike doing? is milking us, guys. He's milking us. No chance. Us, I'm not trying to milk he anyone. He wants us here for the ad revenue. Oh my I'd god. I'd definitely be here for the Tim. I'd have a Tim Beeb though. Can somebody say uh, overrated. Tim, Tim Beebs are overrated. I actually got this from MJ from my chat. This little Tim Beebs bag. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Where? Yeah, it's just been. It's just been there. Yeah. Around on the table or sometimes back there on the couch. Are we? And then I have punches. Okay. Yeah, Ponch actually gave me a Pedersen rookie card too, so that's just on the table over there. So yeah, look at that. Nice, nice people, all from Twitch. So everyone, everyone watching right now, I, I am working on the ads right now. I'm working on figuring out what works and what doesn't. I, I want to turn them off, but I just it just doesn't work. Because if I turn them off, then you guys always get pre rolls. So I'm trying to find a balance, and and we're working on it. We're working on it. Let's move on yep. to. Let's move on to the Vancouver Canucks here. We have four teams left. Let's just grind it out. Uh, Seattle, we gave them what? We gave them like a B or an A? We gave them an A, right? Seattle, we gave them an A, yes. Yeah. yeah. Who wants the subs? I mean, yeah, if you guys want to hit that subscribe button, feel free to do so. You get those fun emotes. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. Tyler Mott was traded to the New York Rangers for a fourth. Uh, Travis, <laughs> Travis Hamannick, I mean, was traded mm-hmm. to Ottawa for a third. Uh, essentially the third. So essentially they just did Dermot. For Hamannick or Hamannick for Dermot, so Cal- uh, Vancouver brings in Dermot instead of Hamannick. Who, I mean, great deal right there, and that's it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't give them necessarily an A. I don't think it deserves an A at all, but I- I'd give them a B just by moving on Hamannick. I-, I do wish they got more for Mott, but I- from what I understand, the market just wasn't there, and he wasn't going to sign anyway. So, I mean, Berta, you-, you are more of an expert on this anyway, but let me know what do you what do you think of these of these moves. Uh, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Like, I, I don't want to spend too much time. It's only two deals, but yeah, um, getting Hamannik out of there without spending any extra assets—that's great. Dermot's a younger defenseman, and he makes less money, makes half the salary, so it's a salary shed. And then also getting rid of Mott. I mean, he's a good player, but he wasn't going to sign here. And like you said, there wasn't a market for it really. Like a lot of these other guys, these depth players got around the same value, third, fourth rounders. So. I would put them in a C just because they didn't do too much, but just improving on Derma and not giving away assets for Hamannik, I put them in a B. Yeah, I think that I think the Hamannik trade really brings them up above these other teams here, just because they, yeah. they clear out three million in cap space, they bring in a younger defenseman for the exact same price. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong there. Derma can play both sides, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do Vegas now, uh, just cause, and I think we all know where we're putting them. Just because they're bad. <laughs> a, they're playing terribly on the ice. B, lost again last night. They lost again, three nothing. Terrible trade. Yep. B, they move okay. out a guy who can't even go to the team they traded him to, and then they claim, "Oh, we had no idea. He had a no movement clause, guys. A modified no <laughs> trade. We had no idea." But lo and behold, you check cap friendly or puck daily, and guess what? They knew he had a no movement or a modified no trade. They knew. Um, Ottawa also knew when they traded him to them. So that's why you saw the meme going around of Pierre Dorian over the face of that little girl that's smiling in front of the fire. Uh, it's because 
people think that Ottawa lost the paperwork and just never sent it to um, sent it to the Golden Knights, so the Golden Knights never would have known. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, if only I can give them an F, but I don't know if I can add another one. Um, but anyway, just the don't rank Knights, them. Just don't rank <laughs> them. They go, just leave oh. them off the chart. The Golden Knights. So they do that, right? So they just miss out on that. But they also gave up a second round pick to give up a guy who's playing well on their roster to bring in two dead contracts. I know it's cap finagling. I know they're trying to get Mark Stone back in. I know they're trying to get Jack Eichel and Pacioretty and all their and Alec Martinez back in before the playoffs so they can actually make the playoffs. But who's gonna play on your team, man? Like who's playing right now? Anyway, I, I it it's rough for Vegas right now. Those are some bad deals. They're getting a bad reputation right now, especially recently for the way they handle trades. Uh, the way they handled Krebs, the way they handled Tuck, the way they handled Dodonov, they're getting a really, really bad reputation for just using their players. Uh, they they were trying to establish themselves as a team with a good reputation with their players, with the way they treated Flurry at first and everything. But now the way they treated Flurry after the fact, clearly they're not very good. So, I mean, they could use Mark Andre Flurry right now, especially with Leonard's injury streaks and his streakiness in general in terms of how he's been playing. So. Vegas, your uh, your moves are coming back to haunt you, my friend. Bad karma, what can I say? Let's move on to the Washington Capitals. I'll let you guys start this one off, but just to read off the trades, they acquire Marcus Johansson, who they used to have in the past, so they bring him back, bring the boys back together. They get they give up Daniel Sprong, a fourth and a sixth. They bring in Johan Larson for a third. They And that's it. That's all I did, those two moves. Oh, snap, what happened? Something went wrong. Oh, thank God. It didn't oh, no. It didn't make me reset. <laughs> Um, so there you uh, go. I would probably just say that would say a C for me. I mean, that's a C. Yeah. All right. That's, that's also put Vegas in D. Vegas is not making the chart, guys. <laughs> yeah. Vegas doesn't deserve a chart. Either. There's a reason they're yeah, not on they, it. They don't, they don't believe. Yeah. They don't, they I like. Don't I, I think those brothers said that. I, I I don't think they deserve the chart. And Kev Player yeah. agrees. It's it's karma hitting the Golden Knights right now. How yeah. is Leonard that that poofy but can't stop pucks? I mean, the guy can't move laterally. Um, that might explain it. All right. Next up is the Winnipeg Jets, last but not least. So they, they reacquire Mason Appleton, who they've been trying desperately to reacquire, yet it only costed a fourth. So what the hell took you so long? Um, <laughs> they also give up Nathan Bowley to the Penguins for a conditional seventh. They give up, they free themselves of the Brian Little contract and trade away Nathan Smith, who was a guy from the college free agent pool of prospects who said they would not sign with Winnipeg and would sign with Arizona. So they trade him to Arizona for a fourth alongside the little contract. So they, they free themselves of that. They also acquire Zach Sanford for a fifth and give up Andrew Kopp and a sixth for Morgan Barron, two conditional picks, which are already right off. So feel free to check out our segment on the Jets and a fifth round pick. Uh, they also get <clears throat> Nelson Nogier for Marcus. Oh, so they get Marcus Phillips for Nelson Nogier, and that's it. What do you guys think of the Jets' moves? Now you go ahead, Punch. I think I've started off so many. All right. Let's. Uh, if I could sum it up. Okay. Um, Andrew Cop. 
All right, cool. You shipped them out. I said two seconds. Uh, I'm okay Could with be a that. first. Could be a first. First and a second, I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to the Coyotes picking up Brian Little. Yep. Um, that's a great ad. Yep. <laughs> uh, aside from that, though, like Zach Sanford, former Cup champion, cool. That's yeah. I'm a little underwhelmed. Appleton, like they Appleton used to be a Jet. Yeah, they got him back. Um, I great, I guess, but. <laughs> Now I'm just now it sounds like I'm shitting on Jets fans and yeah I think it's a like, B in short I, that's what I think I don't even know if that's a B because no it's a B it's definitely a B. I was gonna go high C but no it's definitely a B they're 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 better than the other deals we looked at hey baby baby bagels don't even worry about it we appreciate the lurk regardless you're helping us out when you appreciate that so don't yeah, worry focus on the work I think a B is like. I think that's too generous. No but... way. B is more than generous. I'm sorry, B is I think more than high... fair. A B is more than fair. I think they're a high high C. I no. don't think they're a B, but alright. I guess It's two against consensus... one on this one, Ponch. I'm sorry. I think the consensus is B, so I I'd put them B if you had gotten rid of Vesselinen, that'd be cool. I'd um had you you're you're so strong up for cap it's it's ridiculous yeah yeah they're in a pretty tough spot but honestly i like what the jets did they moved out guys who didn't want to be there anymore and didn't and they couldn't sign they bring in guys who want to be there so i think a b is a fair trade i mean they 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 get sanford and appleton to fill out their third line so they can still kind of push for the playoffs despite losing cop they get a lot of assets back for cop. Uh, they get Brian Little's contract out of their hands. That's a that's a pretty good couple moves there for Kevin Shelvaday off. I got to give him some credit. Um, and supposedly the deal for Cop was really not working. They really wanted that first, but the Rangers really didn't want to give it. So Kevin Shelvaday off, the GM of Winnipeg, got really creative and came up with a condition that would allow them to potentially get a first. Um, so you know what? That worked out pretty well mm-hmm. for both teams, I think. So both are happy with the deal. Can't really go wrong with that. I'm sure Andrew Kopp will play well in, in New York, and he gives them something they don't have. So the Jets did well. I think a B is more than fair. Uh, they did quite well. They, they deserve to be in the likes of the teams that are there. So this is the final tier list. So just to read it off to you, listening after the fact, in the S tier, the top of the top, we believe the Anaheim Ducks, Chicago Blackhawks, Florida Panthers, and Montreal Canadiens are the four winners of this year's trade deadline. Two in the East, two in the West. Kind of worked out well. Um, we believe that the runner-ups were Calgary, Colorado, Minnesota, and New York uh, in the A tier. And then the teams that did okay, like they did decently well, but nothing too crazy. Didn't really wow us, but they did make a few good moves, good good GM trades. Uh, in the B tier is Arizona, Boston, Carolina, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. The tier C... So the before last tier, the tier of teams that did, eh, they kind of just did stuff. Nothing here, nothing there. Didn't necessarily get better. Didn't get worse. Just kind of stuck around. Uh, Buffalo, Columbus, 
uh, Dallas, LA, Nashville, New Jersey, Islanders, Sharks, Blues, Capitals. Teams that we thought stunk were the Oilers and the Senators. And then the worst of the worst, the cream of the creme, I don't know what you want to say, but the, the bottom of the dog pile, the Vegas Golden Knights. Not even on our chart because we think they did that terribly this year. Good job trading Dadnov to a team that he had on his no-trade clause that even Cat Friendly knew about, Puck Daily knew about. Anyone who even remotely looked at Evgeny Dadnov ahead of the deadline knew about his no-trade clause. So how mm. do you say you didn't? Good luck next time, Vegas Golden Knights. Or I should say better luck next time. Um, karma's coming back to haunt you, man. I won't be surprised if you miss the playoffs. Good luck next time. What do you guys think uh, of that real, tier list? I, I like the tier list. I like it. I think I think we did a good job with it. I still think Calgary deserves an S just because Defoley's probably one of the best players that went in this deadline, like along with Giroux and well, like Giroux was like the top guy, and then Sherat maybe as well, and then I would probably say Defoley is third, and I think that uh, yeah, he's probably one of their best players, like just behind Goudreau and um, Lindholm, or sorry, yeah. Goudreau, Lindholm, and well. Uh, to Chuck as well, so yeah. Um, a is fine, but I think he will probably have a bigger impact on the playoffs. Like that's the way I see it than some of these other guys we put in the yeah. A here. He is a good playoff performer for sure. Mm -hmm. I just think the reason we didn't put Calgary above is because their defense didn't really get any bonuses, and it would have been nice to maybe get one more guy. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I like the tier list. Do you guys want to know your results for the predictions? Oh my go. god, from last week? Yeah, here, let him hear it. Let us hear okay. it. I will tell you them, but uh, real quick, because we won't have time to do today's because there's already games going on. Should we do tomorrow's after? We'll do, yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, Mike, you went 4 for 10. Everyone had a really bad week, or bad game. Yeah. Day. I went 3 for 10. Ponch went 2 for 10. Oh, Sawtrap did really good. 5 for 10. Cheezus went 2 for 10. <laughs> oh my god, we are terrible! Oh my god! So, so totals right now, Mike has 11 for 21. <laughs> I have 10 for 21. Poncha has 10 for 21. Sawtrap has 13 for 21. Cheese was has 2 for 10 so far, since you only did yeah, last week. Right. But, um, Jesus, yeah. we are terrible. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so if... <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go on, Mike. Uh, no, I was just saying that this the tomorrow's games, we got the Devils. And Leafs, Penguin Sabres, Blackhawks, Ducks, and Canucks and Avalanche. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, if you guys want to let your votes be heard, let them be heard in the Discord. So if you want to join our Fan Connection Discord, I revamped it a little bit, still working on it. But join the community to hang out with us, fellow gamers and sports fanatics, mainly hockey, just to shoot the shit, talk about sports, talk about hockey, talk about the game, talk about whatever you want, really. As long as it's within the rules and guidelines that we have set. Ideas just to be respectful to each other. Um, so everybody, if you want to let your votes be heard uh, in terms of the today's, uh, today's matchups, just send your list in the chat, in the uh, NHL chat, and Berta will uh, pin it or like it, and he'll, he'll jot it down for you guys. Um, so the first matchup is the New Jersey Devils versus Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, I'm going to go with Leafs on this one. What are you guys saying? Uh, I'm going to say Leafs as well. I think 
it's gonna be a hat trick. We're we're Leafs. This is a Leafs podcast. Go Leafs! Oh Jesus, no, we're not. Don't even start. Don't even start with the Leafs stuff, man. Please. Oh no. All right. <laughs> so you're saying Leafs as well? Um, I am Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. I'm going Penguins. Shouldn't go with the favorite today. I will also go Penguins. I will go Sabres because Tage Thompson is performing really well on my fantasy team. Fair enough. Thank you for stopping by, Baby Bagel, by the way. We appreciate the support. Feel free to join our Discord whenever you can. Uh, Vancouver Canucks versus Colorado Avalanche. I'm sorry, Berta. I know you guys are trying to make the playoffs, but Colorado's a wagon, man. I'm going with Colorado. Yeah, I'm, I would go with Colorado, but Canucks have dropped a couple, and I think they got to bounce back here, and they're going to come out strong. So I'm going to pick uh the canucks i think Dempo's gonna just deal one fair enough Posh. um i think uh mr cogliano is gonna make his debut score a hat trick so is lacking in baby let's go mm-hmm. um i think he's actually gonna score two hat tricks oh jesus oh god I'm, he's gonna go for a six goal game um and yeah <laughs> and uh cheese was saying geo jordana with the hattie and shut out because he's playing both defense and goalie. He's just mm-hmm. that talented. And then last but not least, Chicago Blackhawks against the Anaheim Ducks. Two non-playoff teams, essentially. I'm going to go with the Blackhawks. The Ducks lost a ton of players. I'm going to go with the Blackhawks in this one. I'm going to go Ducks just because they, they did lose a lot of players, but that gives an opportunity to a lot of players, and I think they're going to try and make a name for themselves, whoever's going to play. I see you. I see the you. Ducks. I got the Ducks. Coach Bombay will get them in the right spot. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, those are our matchups for this coming week. That's what we have uh, for tomorrow's games, uh, the four games tomorrow. Uh, just to give you all a heads up, I won't be staying at home for the next week in a bit because uh, uh, my dad has a surgery coming up, so he needs to quarantine. Uh, so I won't be at home uh, for those for those uh, next week in a bit. So we will be recording from my other laptop. Or not my other laptop, my my laptop. I don't have another one. I only have one. But just a warning you, the quality won't be as high. Uh, but we'll still be there. Don't worry. We'll still be there on Thursday. We'll still be there on Tuesday. But just to give you a heads up, I won't have my setup for the next stream. I'm not sure about next Tuesday yet. Uh, but guarantee you, I don't have my setup for today's stream. Uh, sorry, for Thursday's stream. So just giving you a heads up there. Uh, the quality might not be as high, but the content will be just as good. All right? We'll uh, we'll see you all in the next one. We appreciate you all for stopping by. Uh, Cheese Whiz, Baby Bagel, McSaw Trap, Kevin was in here. Cheese Whiz was in here. Uh, I already said McSaw Trap. Obviously, Ponch and Berto were hanging out. I hope I didn't miss anybody uh, right off the bat. Spider from Naruto, as always, as well. Vinzuko was here today. So shout out to all of you. Shout out to you listening after the podcast. Thank you for the compliment, McSaw Trap. It was a great podcast today. We had a lot of fun. Um, Cheesewood says Jones must be excited for signing long-term with a team about to enter a rebuild. Hell yeah. He gets to make a name for himself there, and he gets to get paid a ton of money. So who gives who gives a damn? So shout out to Burda Man. Shout out to Ponchi. Check them out at Ponch underscore YYC on uh, Twitch as well as Burda Man, just B-E-R-D-A-M-A-N on Twitch. Check out our, our Discord. Uh, the link is in the description. You can check us out on Twitch at SomeLazyGuy09, on YouTube at The Fan Connection or on any other platform, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as The Fan Connection. We look forward to hearing from you. Feel free to drop any comments, any questions you might have. 
join the Discord to hang out with us and chat and and give us your predictions for the matchups when we do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we look forward to hearing from you. We'll have a fantasy hockey pool next season. At least that's the game plan if we get enough people to be interested in that, which I think we will. So we'll see you all again soon. We appreciate the support. Feel free to drop a like, rate us wherever you are, and uh, we'll see you all on Thursday.